Welcome back to The Daily Poem. I'm David Kern, and today is Tuesday, April 20th, 2021. Today's poem is by an English poet from the the Victorian period who lived from 1812 to 1889. His name is Robert Browning, and he is, for many people, considered one of the, the greatest of the English poets, particularly of that era. He's probably a poet that should share more of his poems with you. Um, so today we're going to share a, you know, a good old spring-themed poem. It's called Home Thoughts from Abroad, and I'll go ahead and read it, and then offer a few thoughts as usual, and then read it one more time. This is how it goes. Oh, to be in England, now that April's there, and to have awakes in England sees some morning unaware that the lowest boughs and the brushwood sheaf round the elm tree bowl are in tiny leaf, while the chaffinch sings on the orchard bough in England now. And after April, when May follows and the white throat builds and all the swallows, hark where my blossomed pear tree in the hedge leans to the field and scatters on the clover blossoms and dewdrops. At the bent spray's edge, that's the wise thrush. He sings each song twice over, lest you should think he never could recapture the first fine, careless rapture. And though the fields look rough with hoary dew, all will be gay when noontide wakes anew the buttercups, the little children's dower, far brighter than this gaudy melon flower. Home Thoughts from Abroad was written by Browning in 1845 while he was visiting Italy and was published in Dramatic Romances and Lyrics. If you take a look at this poem on Poetry Foundation or wherever you, you know, you look it up, say in a Browning anthology, for example, you will note that this is a two stanza poem. The first stanza is eight lines with an A-B-A-B-C-C. DD rhyme scheme. It's got a sort of melancholy, nostalgic, longing sort of vibe about it. He's ready to be home. He's longing for a place that he knows very well. And of course, he goes on throughout the rest of the poem to reveal just how well he knows it. The second stanza is a little more complex. It's 12 lines in an A A B C B C D D E E F. F scheme. So it's been said that the first stanza is more more full of longing and nostalgia, as I said, but the second stanza is more full of contemplation. The first stanza varies its meters even. There's trimeter, tetrameter, pentameter, and so forth. The second stanza is pretty much entirely pentameter, except for one line. So perhaps those varying meters in that first stanza are suggestive of that longing, a sort of instability. The second stanza being more contemplative, uh, a consistent form, a consistent meter, rather, but uh, a bit more variation in the rhyme scheme, although it's pretty consistent except for that BCBC break in lines uh, three through six. And I don't want to, you know, over-discuss the, the meter and the form of the poem, especially on a podcast where you 
not able to look at it. So if you get a chance to look at it, you know, please do so so you can see what I'm saying. But I do think that Browning is trying to make the form of the poem mirror what he's contemplating, as any great poet does, right? And here we have a Browning. He's in Italy. He's longing for home. can imagine him in Italy trying to hunt for little vestiges of Englishness. And we see those, you know, those vestiges of Englishness show up in so many of the things that he describes, the brushwood sheaf, the elm tree bowl, the chaffinch. He, he lists a ton of birds, right? The swallows, and he talks about the, the blossoms, pear trees, and the thrushes, and, and the things that characterize the countryside that he, that he came from. And one of the things that's interesting about this is there's this nostalgia and this longing, and yet we also know that he's not there. He's not living there. He's often a different country with its own traditions and its own characteristics and its own history, and a very rich one at that in, in Italy, of course. So you one wonders how quickly he made plans after this poem to, to be heading home. Um, with that, I, these are the kind of poems you could talk about for hours, let alone minutes, and so I need to go ahead and read it again for you. So I'll do that. This is Home Thoughts from Abroad. Oh, to be in England, now that April's there. And whoever wakes in England sees, some morning unaware, that the lowest boughs and the brushwood sheaf round the elm tree bowl are in tiny leaf, while the chaffinch sings on the orchard bough in England, now. And after April, when May follows, and the white throat builds, and all the swallows... Hark where my blossomed pear tree in the hedge leans to the field and scatters on the clover blossoms and dewdrops at the bent spray's edge. That's the wise thrush. He sings each song twice over, lest you should think he never could recapture the first fine, careless rapture. And though the fields look rough with hoary dew, all will be gay when noontide wakes anew the buttercups. The little children's dower, far brighter than this gaudy melon flower. This has been The Daily Poem. Be back tomorrow with another poem for you.